0: Michael
1: Kennedy Doesn't Get It Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? Good people, we are back with another episode of Michael Kennedy Doesn't
2: Get It. Yo, what's going on, people? This is Mike. And I'm Kennedy. And we don't get it. I, what don't we get? I don't know. What don't we get, man? Marty what don't we get I don't get a lot of stuff sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want an Xbox And I ain't got that <laughs>
2: I, I, do I don't too. know when I'm gonna get that I do too and I don't get why It's not in the stores yet mm. Yo, you, Cause of the bots
1: man The bots <laughs> buy it up online Before anybody else can get it mm. I don't know what they gotta do
2: with it being in stores <laughs> Yeah I was thinking the same thing yeah, I would I would have loved to have it before Madden 22 drops. Oh man, yo! If you ain't got it, you
1: ain't getting it. PS5, Xbox, what? Which one is it? One Series X? Series
2: X? No, I have the Xbox One X. Oh, oh, the Xbox Series X is the new one. I'm
0: gonna see. I don't even need the new one. I'll take the one you got, Mike. <laughs> you <understand?
2: laughs>
1: well, do you play you game, uh, Marty? No, I don't. Well, so why you want the Xbox?
0: I mean, well, Xbox they offer this game, um, Roblox. Yeah, y'all hear it? all the kids yeah. they raving over this thing. Yeah. Right? So Livy like that's one of her favorite games. And mm-hmm. she has the app on my phone. Yeah. And when she want to play Roblox, I don't have a phone. And I have Call of Duty on my phone. <laughs> you know, so when she's playing Roblox, I can't play Call of Duty. I can't play my man on my phone. I can't play my NBA Live on my phone. Oh
2: man, if you, you got all that, then yeah, you a gamer, man. You, right, might, you, you just are got a gamer, a, bro. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a mobile I'm a mobile gamer. I it guess you can call
2: it. You can man, say that. Do you know how much money is in mobile apps right now? Gosh, yeah, yeah man, that's I, crazy. Because every game that you just named are games that I get, with the exception of NBA Live. I don't buy too many basketball games, but. It, Madden, there are there are games that I buy every year. Doesn't matter, Madden, Call of Duty, are the ones, and then anything that um, Grand Theft Autos. Any of my Grand mm. Theft Autos, I, I have to get those. Anything else is negotiable if it's really good. But mm. anyway, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a guy thing. If
0: we get Xbox, I'm definitely getting Call of Duty because I would love to see that on the big screen.
2: Oh man, I love it. That's like, like my. Favorite oh, I'm a beast game. on Call of Duty now. I'm, a, I'm beast. a beast
0: on my phone on Call of Duty. Yeah. Like I'm always winning the matches. I'm like number one on my team. So yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And I play hardcore. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I usually play hardcore team deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I've yeah. won that a lot. I've won that a lot. Not everyone, to, but I'm pretty good.
2: Yeah, I try to get my my wife into to gaming, but yeah, uh, she just she's just not into it, man. I guess it's a guy thing i don't know man maybe it's a god thing no
0: hey ma'am step she surprised me the other day she, um, yeah, tripping. she's getting into this gaming thing too not no. not really not on my level but she was <laughs> like man you really have a lot of games on your phone and i have like everything like puzzles like brain games all kind of stuff right so she's seen all these games so she was like she want to build up her um her game library too so she yeah. downloaded a Sniper game. Oh, wow. Out of That's, all games wow. that she could have got, she got a Sniper game.
2: What? Take out your frustration. And
0: I actually have the same game, yeah. and she thought she was putting me on something new. I'm like, oh, I got it. But yeah. is,
2: I, I'm proud of you, though. Yeah, Until <laughs> until she starts getting better at it than right. you. She's going to have <laughs> a code name. Like, <laughs> going to be playing live. She's like,
1: Mom, I'm like, yo, who is this dude?
2: Yeah. I can't beat this dude, man. Hey,
1: we
0: definitely number three Xbox in the, the world.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Steph over in the other room. <laughs> hey, Sheik is really good at this game. We definitely getting a Call of Duty in we're going to get the headsets and all Ooh. that. Like, we're going to, hey, it's going to be a partnership, man. Boy, them kids are going to never see y'all. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, we know you're
2: a real gamer when you get the head. Phone with the microphone, yes, there, yes, talking yes, trash, yeah, yes. right. dang. Y'all, <laughs> some hardcore
1: gamers, bro. I, I, y'all talking about Call of Duty, bro. I'm still playing Super Smash Brothers on 64, <laughs> 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 bro. That, bro, I, I had to stop playing games, man. Like when I was a teenager, well, yeah, I think I was a
2: teenager when we were still at the park. Yeah,
1: and you know we used to play. Oh God, NCAA football. Oh Oh, man, we used to go
2: in, especially the last week of camp when we. Oh man, that was a free for all. Oh man, we used to go in. Man, kids be
1: falling off the bleachers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You all right? You all right? Right,
1: right. But it was it was cool, man. But bro, I had to give up gaming, man, because I I can't control myself, man. Like I was that guy who. You know, I get something go wrong. I'm throwing the controller. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm breaking it. I'm smashing it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like just getting frustrated over these video games. And I was like, well wait a minute, Kenny. Let's take a step back. How serious <laughs> is this?"
2: And so I just gave it up, man. I stopped it at the PS2. <laughs> it, it's, it's relaxing. It's a, it's an outlet for me. Yeah. And so when I play Madden or when I play Call of Duty, it's just an outlet. It's just a way for me to relax. Now, with that being said, I haven't played any of those in months. Yeah, because with two kids in the house, I don't want my kids seeing certain images, all all the violence, and um, so that's why I don't play Call of Duty and Grand Theft. I have I've had Grand Theft. I've had Grand Theft Auto. Since it first dropped, I still yeah. have not, I don't even think I'm halfway through the game because yeah. anytime I start playing, my son comes around and I don't want him seeing those things. Naked um, women. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then with Madden, I enjoy playing Madden still, but when he sees me with the sticks in my hand, he wants to play something. Yeah. And so it's just, I just stopped. I I quit. Man, you got to do them like I used to do my little brother, man. Give mm-hmm. him the fake roof. That works for the little one, but it yeah. doesn't work for my oldest.
1: Oh, so
2: yeah. But anyway, man, let's talk about why we're here, man.
1: Oh, yeah, guys. So, um, man, we are here. Today's episode, this is going to be a good one. Uh, I think men are going to uh, appreciate this one. I think women. You know, women who have men in their lives are going to appreciate this one. Uh, today's episode is based on... Uh, Uh, another podcast that we listen to called uh sacred sons uh, and the episode was undefining masculinity and i listened to this and i was like oh yeah i gotta share this with the guys and uh then we started talking about the episode uh and 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 we just had like different like opinions and thoughts and uh on on masculinity as a whole and 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 so, so yeah, that's what we're, today we're gonna be talking about masculinity. Like, what is it? What does it look like? You know, how does it uh, play out in society? What role has society played on masculinity? So, I'm excited about this episode, man. It's gonna be fun.
2: Yeah. And we've talked about something similar to this before. Yeah. Um. So, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have an opportunity, please go back and check out the Michael Kennedy Doesn't Get It podcast, episode 22. Is it okay for men to cry? Mm. That was that was a good one, and I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was a deep one as well. But yeah. this one again, it it's along the same vein, but it takes a little bit of a different turn than what we talked about. And so I figured it would be cool for us to talk about this and go a little bit in depth with it. So, um, what were some of your thoughts about the podcast when you heard it? Oh uh, man! When I first heard the
1: podcast, I was like, uh, uh, and "I'm sorry." Oh, before yeah, we yeah, even yeah. get started,
2: how did you even get on it? how did uh, you even find this this podcast? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh man! So, uh, so Sacred Sons. How did I find Sacred Sons? So there's this rapper, uh, Christian rapper. Well, not really anymore. He used to be a Christian rapper. Now he, I don't know what he doing. Sell merchandise like clothes, like clothing, t-shirts. Uh, so if you ever see me wearing like a wee shirt. It's uh by the, it's from this guy's company. His name is uh uh Kareem. Is it Kareem Emmanuel? I think that's his name. I know his name is Kareem. Um, uh, and uh he has this uh this brand called We Society, and and uh a lot uh I think the 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 big thing behind We Society is like you know like all of the social ills and all of the uh, things that's going on in society. Uh, and a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of people like feel oppressed and depressed and all this other stuff. And we're always looking outside of ourselves for like a hero or somebody to come fix the situation when the whole time, like, we're the ones that we've been waiting for to start to make some changes in our personal lives and our lives collectively. And so I think that's like kind of the whole like uh, uh, push uh, uh, behind his brand, We. And so, so I've been following him because of that and also just kind of following his journey as, uh, you know, he as he, you know, uh kind of just deals with him growing and developing as a man. And I was following his IG, his Instagram, and like I was noticing like he was at these like, for lack of better words, at like these weird like little. Like little meetups with men like that. Talking about so for lack of a better word, weird was your word? It was weird to me because it's different. I never seen men out in the 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 wilderness, like sitting so close to each other, staring at each other in the eyes, uh d- dancing, not dancing like, you know, we had a club or somewhere at prom or something like that, or you know, slow dancing, nothing like that. It was just like uh, for another lack of a uh, better phrase, intimate. Like, no, the dancing wasn't intimate. It no, was I'm more, saying the, yeah, oh the, it the was, atmosphere. It then. wasn't intimate. No, but there were aspects of the uh, of of atmosphere that was like intimate. It was like, man, like like what's going on here? Like <laughs> you're trying like, but I'm not judging it. I'm like you know I'm I'm trying I'm, to understand I'm, it. I'm trying to understand it. So I keep watching and so, uh, like last week, a couple weeks ago, he sh- uh he shared a podcast of uh, from these. Uh, episode called uh, from S- Sacred Sons Instagram page, and that's when they were talking about defining or undefining masculinity. And in the clip, uh, I forget exactly what the guy was talking about, but he was talking about some things that like resonated with, with me. in terms of, like like men being able to have like these safe spaces where they can share their feelings, share their thoughts, uh, be open and be honest and transparent, but with like other men. Um, and I know a lot of times in our society when we hear things like that, especially like real like, you know, macho, masculine, you know, type of men. It was like, no, nah, you know, my feelings. Mm-mm, and I definitely ain't going to share my feelings with another man. And I'm going to deal with it myself. And, I'm, you know, we just live in this, nah, I'm all right society. I right, You ask somebody how they're doing, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, and you can tell like they probably struggling with something on the inside. Um, and I know I've been there in my own like self like want but i've been like wanting to share wanting to to get this stuff out of me cuz i know i'm dealing with something that's on the inside but i what i found like people don't want to listen people don't want to hear your problems people don't want to hear you talk it out because they have a tendency to not care or to think that you're being weak or soft and you know especially you know growing up in america growing up playing sports and or being around like your your family members and stuff like that, especially down here in the South, I you know, like that ain't what men do. It's you not know, like men don't talk about that stuff.
2: Yeah. I think that, I think that, um, a lot of our masculinity is started at a really young age. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when your little boy falls down, you know, get back up. You all right. You all right. Yeah, you dust yeah. them off and you, you know, let them go. When the little girl falls down, you know, oh, baby, come oh, here. You it. know, mm-hmm. what's, what's wrong? Tell daddy what's wrong. So I think that a lot of times it starts at a young age. And I think by the time we get to our age, we have been conditioned not to cry, not to show weakness. Mm-hmm. If if a boy is crying, man, cut all that crying out. Yeah. yeah. and And so we become conditioned to, hold on to our feelings and to not share how we actually feel for fear of it being perceived as weakness. Yeah. So um, I, I think that when we looked at the pot or when we listened to the podcast, I thought they brought up some really interesting points. I know one of them and Marty could probably chime in on this as well. One of the points that he made early on was even the idea of being married, getting mm-hmm. married or having children. Yeah. Because as fathers or as husbands, you know, our, our role is supposed to be to be providers mm-hmm. and our role is supposed to be able to take care of our family and everything else. So then one of the things that they talked about early on in the podcast was the fear of having kids because they felt like they weren't ready to have kids because mm-hmm. financially, they weren't in the place to have kids. Yeah, And I remember having a little bit of that fear myself, like, okay, if we have kids, <laughs> how are we going to be able to afford daycare? How are we going to be able to afford diapers? And how are we going to be able to do this? And how are we going to be able to do that? And I think I mentioned to you before that when my wife and I were working before we had kids, we gave our, you know, we had an allowance. We had mm-hmm. a joint account where we paid our bills from. And then we had a an allowance that each each check she would get you know x amount of dollars i would get x amount of dollars we gave each other two hundred dollars a piece per paycheck yeah that (laughs) that that was our that was our spending money that was like our our play play money right and we want no no i'm sorry i'm lying it was a hundred dollars it was a hundred dollars per check um, for her and then a hundred dollars for me. Yeah. So, but essentially it was four hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That was just whatever I wanted to do, whatever she yeah. wanted to do, that was what that money was for. But then we're hollering about, I can't afford no kid. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And so that was something that just kind of resonated because I remember having those conversations. And then when we had our first child, it was great and we realized you make adjustments, and it's like, okay, you know, this isn't bad. Mm-hmm man, we can't afford a second child. You know? we Yeah. We, yeah. So so I, I just remember us having those conversations. And then I just realized that you'll find a way yeah. to make it work. Yeah. You may have to make some sacrifices, no doubt, but you can make it work. And there shouldn't be a fear of you doing whatever you can for your family. hmm And um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Marty, I don't know um, if you ever had those conversations or those fears as well before when you were getting ready to get married or or married and thinking about children or or what.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Um, And we had it was (laughs) it was crazy Um, when we first got married. Right. Um, Step, she was she was doing massage therapy and she was working for like two chiropractic clinics and she was doing very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. Um, she stayed booked every day. And um, like I worked at a I worked at a um it was kind of like a mechanic shop for like train parts, like locomotive engines. But um so I mean it was just a regular, it was a regular job, you know. She was making a lot more money than I was at the time. But um when we actually got married, and the crazy thing is that, you know, as soon as it was like as soon as we got married. Her um her appointments kinda like they slowed down. Hmm. And they slowed um, all the way down. Like to like it came to a halt. Right? And I remember being on the honeymoon and um we was like, Well, are we are we gonna you know, are we gonna have kids right now or are we gonna do birth control or whatever? I was like, Well, you know, I wanna, you know, do this thing natural, like just leave it in God's hand, like let him um Decide when we're going to have a baby You know like I don't think we should Like really stop You know what God Is going to be doing so But then Halfway through the honeymoon Like well You know um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe when we get back Like let's You know because it's pretty fun Let's Let's you know Hang out for a little bit And um, and wait on the kid You know but You know he had other plans Like as soon as we got back That's when um, We found out You know like After a week or two that Day. she was pregnant, honeymoon baby, you yeah. know. So I'm like, great, you know. So life is changing, <laughs> life, life is changing fast, you know, yeah. like really fast, you know. Because right when we found out she was she was pregnant, that's when things were slowing down for her, and it was like, all right, it was all on my income. Mm-hmm. So I felt like then it was like that was that you know that man responsibility. Like all right, well, you know, I'm gonna make this thing work. You know, we're gonna um, we're gonna be okay. You know, but my go to was God. You know, Mm -hmm. my faith was solely in him because I didn't have an answer for any of this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So it was a lot of praying. It was a lot of praying. It was a lot of trusting, you know. And I feel like as long as you're getting up every morning willing to play the game and go out and and do it, man, a a
2: way is – I mean, he's going to make a way. Yeah. You know, he's going to make a way. Let me me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um. Did you express that to those concerns or those feelings to anybody? I mean, I know you said you prayed about it and everything else, but you had legit anxiety or legit fears, or not—I don't want to say anxiety or fears because maybe that's too strong. You had concerns. Did you express those concerns or share that with anybody? Whether it's another guy um, who maybe have gone who's going through the same thing or who may have gone through the same thing,
0: I did not. Um, I didn't, and see, and that was the thing. It was like I, it wasn't like a real f- fear. It was just more like, all right, well, God, I see what you're doing. Um, it's a faith walk, so it was more just faith in anything. Like it, there wasn't any fear. There wasn't really any anxiety because I just, I don't know, I just believe like real deeply that He had us, you know. So, you know, we um, things were really tight. Things were really tight at the beginning, you know, but
2: we always had what we needed. Yeah. And and I I agree. Same thing. Uh, I had some, well, I had some questions as far as like, how how are we going to make this happen and and everything else? But I never shared it with any of anybody else outside of my wife. You know, Mm -hmm. we had those conversations, but that's not anything I shared outside of our marriage. Now, let me ask you this as well, Marty. Because you said initially when you first got married that, or when y'all were dating or whatever it may be that she was making more money than you were, right? How how did how did that make you feel? Oh, I'm completely fine with that. I mean,
0: even right now, um, on paper, <laughs> she um, like she actually makes more money than me on paper, you know. But like actually bringing money in the house, like I um, I think I bring just a tad bit more in the house than she does. You know that's um, you know overtime and stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I got I got you. I yeah. Got you. So um,
2: so yeah, but I have no problem with her making more money than me. At, at one real. point, <laughs> at one point, my my wife was making more money than me yeah. when we were dating initially, and um, uh, yeah, I think early on in our marriage, I think at one point she was making more money than I was as well. And same thing. I don't really care. Yeah, right. because because ultimately you're building something together. Together, exactly. You're building something together, and as long as you're building together, mm-hmm. then I think that you're okay. But I think that there's the point that I was going to make was there's a lot of times where it's perceived that men should be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. They should be the ones who make the money. They're the ones who should be you know who earn more and. Who should be able to pay the bills and take care of their family, yeah, not the other way around i believe I believe it's more of like
0: men being ready to take charge when it's needed to, you know, like when like- being able to rise to the occasion, you know that's what i that's how I look at it. It's like you know a woman making making more money than, well my wife making more money than me, it doesn't really change the fact that I'm still a man, you know, I'm yeah. still her man you know, I still got her back like when she need me to have her back, you know. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the most important part as as far as like being a man is to being able to take care of the family. Yeah. You know, in every aspect, like as a protector, as as a provider when needed to be that provider or whatever, you know, like you're there. Like if a problem arise, like you can't tuck tail and run or hide. Like you got to be able to be like all right well, I'm responsible for this, this is my family, so I'm gonna be the man in this situation and and take care of it, but I- be- the way a man takes care of that is trusting God with it, you know, and you know still being willing to like you know faith without works is dead, you know, so you still have to be able to get up and go and do the work and put things in motion, but ultimately like trusting that these doors will open it, I do believe that they they will you know so I think that's the the biggest part is as far as, like, being a man. I don't think it has anything to do with how much money you make, you know, how physically strong you are or any of that stuff, you know. I think it's more important is like, man, knowing your responsibility, knowing your role, and being willing to step up when it's time.
2: Good point. Good point. Ken, yo, now let me ask you this. Um, And you mentioned it earlier that there were times where you felt like you had to get something out. Mm-hmm. Did you? So.
1: I think what, 20, uh, like four fifteen. I I was just like very like frustrated uh, with a lot of stuff. And uh, I used to like share everything with my boy, uh, Brian B. Um, man because we was always together like 2010 to like 2013 like we like was always together but he got married in 2013 I think it was 2013 2012 somewhere in there and so when he got married you know naturally he you know it's him and his wife now yeah so I I kind of went back into this place where I was like dang like who who do I talk to because what was ending up happening a lot of people were still like for whatever reason, people have always come and like drop stuff on me, and I, cause I wanted, uh, you know, be a a secret place where people like a vault. You know, you can put it in the vault. And if you put it in my vault, it ain't never coming out. And so, but then I just noticed that I didn't have anybody to turn to. as I didn't notice that I didn't have anybody. That's why I became a vault for people because I wa- I wanted to say stuff when I was a child, but I felt like nobody was listening. Or I would, I because would, I remember experiencing, man, I'm talking, I'm expressing myself. And then I, I'm i looking at the person, I'm be like, hey, you heard what I said? And they'd be, oh, hey, my bad. What'd you say? Oh, my bad. And it's like, yo, this keeps happening over and over. So I just like, okay, I'm not going to talk. And like, for so long, you know, uh, for so long, I just went like living that way where I was like, okay, well, nobody's ever going to get a chance to get to know me. And I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll, I I want to get to know people because I know how this world can be. So I want to be the person that I want to see in this world. So fast forward to like 2015, in a relationship, want to share things. but And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so that's when I realized that, oh, you can't share certain things with, you, with your girl because you, she ain't going to receive it, right? Oh, that's what I was experiencing. She... She would not I I said, yo, I got stuff on my mind. I just want to get it off my mind. Like, these are thoughts that I'm having. That I mean, like, this is how I'm actually feeling. This ain't reality. This ain't truth. This is just how I'm feeling. So I would tell her a situation that, or a thought that crossed my mind. um, And she just, like, lose it. Like, she started crying and, like, oh, my God. And so now I'm, like, going into this, like, oh, my, I can't, I can't make her cry. Oh no! I you know trying to explain it, but it don't matter now because now she got in her head this image in her head or whatever scenario she's played out in her head, and it's all bad. And so then I was like, dang, well, I guess I ain't got nobody to share with. And then one day, I find myself uh in therapy, and it was like mm. letting it all out. And then after that, man, I just I was like, okay, all right, this is good. Like here we go. Um, and and so I have a couple friends. Well, no, this was after therapy. I had Brian, but then Brian got married and moved away. So I felt like I didn't really, I couldn't really share. Like me, you, and Marty, we would have conversations, but I was like, yo, I, I want to talk about other, like deeper level stuff, not like sports, not like what's going on in the news. Those things are cool, but it's like, yo, it's some like deep stuff that I want to talk to. And I didn't feel like I had a safe place uh, until I started going to therapy. Yeah. I got you. This was
2: like 2018,
1: 2019
2: well i I wanna say that I, I apologize if you ever felt that I couldn't have been a safe place for you because that was never my intention no you know? no, yeah, and no, 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 I'm saying this because yeah. you know, I would like to think that if you were to say, "Hey, I really need to talk, that I would make myself available and yeah. listen and provide whatever it is that you needed. if it was just an ear, then yeah. I'd just listen. If it was advice, then, you know, I would do my best to provide whatever advice that yeah. I could give if possible. And um, I think that that was one of the things in the podcast that I, I I agreed with a lot of times with men. Oftentimes, we're not able to share those deep things that were the deep-seated stuff with other men because it makes us have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and one of the things that they talked about in the podcast was that when men are vulnerable they can appear weak or what also happens a lot of times when men are perceived as being weak or being sensitive that other men and even other women Mm -hmm. can wind up taking the man's masculinity yeah yeah and 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 i i thought that it was kind of it was eye-opening that other people can take your masculinity, but they don't talk about taking a woman's femininity. Right. So a woman can be sensitive. She can do all of those things and she's feminine. She's fine. But if a guy is sensitive, <laughs> mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he's weak. He's not a real man. He's effeminate. feminine. He, he's a he's effeminate. Yeah. And that was something that I thought was kind of, You know, again, eye opening, because I know that there are times where there are things that I feel and I don't share with anybody. Yeah, I don't share with my friends. I don't share with my wife. I just deal with it or I, you know, pack it away or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And the reason being is because I don't want to come off as, oh, you just being sensitive. Yeah. And and that's not necessarily the case. Right. This is how I'm feeling. Right. You know, and I can't control how I feel. So, yeah, I I just thought that that was something that I thought was a little eye opening. And the thing is, again, a lot of times with guys, it feels like a lot of times we can't be vulnerable with one another because we're fearful of that rejection Mm -hmm. of that, you know, of that label.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I know. Well, first of all, I thank you for that. And I, I never looked at you as like, oh, I can't bring this to Mike because in other times, especially when we were younger, like when I was going to college, like where I came to you like and I asked you like some things and you were very helpful and like helping me make decisions about like what I did when I was in college. So I don't, I don't think I ever looked at it like, oh, man, I can't take this to Mike. I think I by that by that time when me and you had reconnected. I was so like jaded by the world. I was like, I can't, I can't, nobody wants to listen to me, so I ain't gonna share with nobody. You know, I'm I'm the friend everybody wants, but not the friend they need. Oh, the, you, know, you yeah. know, that got a Batman kind of thing. And so that so yeah, by that time, that's where I was, because like you definitely was there for me, like bro. You, so with Mike and and Marty, you don't notice, but every application I've ever put my name on. Mike has always been my first reference <laughs> i like i bro I know you're I'm not going to say it on the on the air, but i bro I've, i talking about remembering phone numbers yeah mm-hmm. oh I, I got mike's pro, program in my head it's it's programmed it's been the same since i since I've had it, so and before that so yeah. I, so yeah, like Mike has always been my number one reference it was mm-hmm. it used to be you. It was my pastor, and then it was my basketball coach in college. Hey, man, I feel honored. Brother, I feel honored. (laughs) You man, Yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, yeah, Mike can say good stuff about me. I I might not be qualified for this job, but I know Mike. (laughs) Mike know what's up. When them people call Mm. and they look for a reference, Mike going to go into that mode, and I'm going to be all right. Mike, I'm going to
0: start putting you down (laughs) as a reference, too. For real.
1: Hey, you make
0: the list with the pastor. You're right. Hey, yes. Yes. yes, wow. Hey.
1: Yes, What's up there, Mike. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I say. That's what I say. Mike Glover, Michael Glover Jr. Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when they ask like relationship, I never put friend. <laughs> I always put mentor mentor. Admit, hey, yeah, man, I'm your <laughs> honor, man. Hey.
2: I might hey, I might not be able to fit through your door coming. Yeah. My <laughs> head, swole. head is swollen.
0: It is swollen. not you tear my walls down. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Anyway, I went
1: <laughs> <Hey. laughs> off. Um, um, but yo. <laughs> but yo, but so yeah, it be Mike mentor, it be uh um, so I passed, me and Marty's pastors, are Van, uh, Buren Four, but I, Reverend, the late, friend, Van. the late, oh yeah, late great. Reverend Van B four yeah, relationship man. pastor. Hey, he's my, my pastor. God, yeah, I don't know God. what to believe in, but he's
0: my pastor, man. I love that dude. Yeah.
1: And mm. then the last one, this is my basketball. So, you know, he's like, you got different level, different yeah. types of relationships. Cause I, I, in all honesty, I look even when well, I looked at my pastor, more so like a, part of me I want to say dad, dad figure.
0: Yeah. I not, definitely look like a father.
1: figure. Yeah. Like a father figure for sure. Not like dad. I would never call him dad, but somebody in that, not an uncle, but something yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A little higher than an uncle, a little higher than an uncle, not yeah. quite
2: father, father but, but in, between, in that in, realm. Yeah. In that realm. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. A man you can look up to, man. I can look up. Somebody I can go to. Yeah. I can, I can, I can say what's well, so on my mind. So th- that was somebody. Yeah, not I think, but I never went to him like with, I went to him with some stuff, but like, I, you know, we're a small church. He already got everybody coming to him Yeah, about stupid stuff. Yeah. Pass. I went down to the, to the Walmart and they gave me one of them little, little tickets, Lord. And I had all my stuff on there and I I took it home. Jesus had my stuff and I had, and I, and I said, Lord, this thing don't work. So I took my little ticket number and I, and I took it back to the store. Don't you know they gave me my money back? I was, man, you had a receipt. <laughs> I don't know if that's a praise report or not. That's just <laughs> it's a store policy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he got that all day getting dropped on him. So <laughs> When you come with your stuff, you know.
2: <laughs> you tapped out.
1: Right, you know, he tapped out by this. So I'm like, man, uh, but yeah, this, so, Man, I so, so you asked me Did I have somebody to, to take it to Not until I, was, I started Going to therapy um, But I always wanted To be in that Safe place Or I, I always wanted to be a safe Place for other people and I felt like for a long time I was because like, people would come And say hey I'm dealing with this And where if they give it to me Like I said it stops but then After going to therapy and, you know, uh, I'm thinking, all right, things are getting better. Things are getting better. Oh, here comes a new relationship, situationship. Oh, man. And y'all were there for this one. Oh, I'm thinking it about to work. And then, bam. I'm like, okay, didn't see that coming. Marty yeah. said he saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was frustrated. I think I shared some of my frustrations with y'all, but I didn't go as deep as I wanted to because it was even deeper than what y'all could see, or what I told y'all, and so I, I went to uh, uh, my boy Ken. Y'all know Ken, and we had Ken, yeah, Dr. Ken.
2: Yeah, doc, oh,
1: doc. Sh- shout out to Dr. Ken because Dr. Ken is for real, for real, a doctor now. He's finished with his residency. Yo, we got to get him
2: back on here. We got to get
1: him back on here, man. He just did an awesome lecture. About the social injustices in medicine. medicine? Oh man,
2: please! Such black women and um, he talked about it all. Oh, I love it. He talked about yeah. So we're gonna have to get him back. Got to get him back. Hey, shout out to Doctor Ken. So does he have?
0: Is he practicing yet? So so he's an emergency
2: uh, room doctor, emergency medicine.
1: So I mean, technically, he he been practicing. Yeah. Now, side note, super side note. Now, all right, let's talk about this word practice. All right. If I'm practicing (laughs) That mean I shouldn't be getting paid If I'm practicing Uh. When I go on stage And open mic I'm practicing Mm. Ain't nobody paying me but when we go down to the doctor, it say practice on the window. I
0: mean, you definitely need to get Dr. Ken back on the podcast. <laughs> <That's
1: right. laughs> I'm just saying, if it's it's a practice on the window. I don't need no practice, Doctor. I need a doctor that is playing real, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I need a real doctor.
2: No. <laughs>
1: I need an NBA Finals doctor. I don't need no practice.
2: Practice. 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 We're talking about practice.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Dr. Ken is uh, uh he's practicing, man. He's uh he's still at Duke, so he he he
2: signed the one year. Hey, man, got him on a, the one side year. note, side note. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Doctor Ken. We never released that. They don't know who Doctor Ken. Is? They don't know who Doctor Ken. is we had that. him we on. Did. The, we did it on the Facebook Live. We never released that podcast. Ooh, we got a. We, so Are we got. You serious? Dang, I, thought, I yeah. thought we put
1: it up. We didn't load it on.
2: No, we never loaded that. Doctor Ken is not on the podcast. Dang, and so that's we, a great episode. That was a man. great up. That was men's health. That men's was a great. Health. Yeah. yeah. So we'll 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 retro <laughs> retroactively yeah upload that podcast for y'all um yes. soon, for so, soon for sure for sure y'all yeah. gotta
1: y'all gotta check that one out but so what happened was uh July 2019 I'm in my feelings I'm super in my feelings like it, it man it got so bad my mom was like yo son what's wrong with you I, and I was like mom I'm just going through it right now like I just was straight up with her I. I was, t- I got to a point. Where I was tired of sugarcoating. I was tired of lying to people. I was tired of being fake. And anybody that asked me anything about how I was doing, I was telling the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. I didn't care no more. And so I went. So what I I do? I go to uh, I, I do a little cabin retreat, and uh, for my birthday. Well, I have so for like the last few years. Didn't do it in this year or last year, but I go to a cabin and just kind of kick it by myself for a few days, kind of like. You know, get myself together. I just I chill. I watch movies. I eat terrible food, and I just enjoy myself. And um, after this little retreat, I went up to go kick it with Ken for a few a few days before he went back to work. And so, man, we were just in there, and I was like, "Bruh," I was like, "Man," you know, talking about sports and all this other stuff. This is cool. I said, "Man, I feel like there's some other stuff that we should be we could be sharing with us and with each other." And I said, what I think is going to happen is because I got another homeboy uh, named DJ who uh, we uh, we were kind of kind of experiment with him. Uh, I said, man, we started like sharing like real stuff, like, like stuff that makes us human. I said, man, I think it's going to make our relationship stronger. And I know a lot of men don't like to talk to other men about being in relationship. relationship yeah. Oh, no, this is my homie. This is my boy. This is. We yes yeah, my friend. It the friend is where it stopped. You know we friendship. We might get on that ship, but we not gonna get on relationship yeah. with my we, you know, with my uh with my homeboy, with my best friend, with my boy, my brother, anything like that. But I I was like, Man, like let's take this all this stigma stuff. I was like, bro, but this is a relationship. Whenever you got two or more people in relation with one another, you're in a relationship. relationship yeah. Whether it's work relationship uh friend relationship whatever it's a it's a relationship so stop being weird about stuff and so me and him had that conversation and he was like all right cool well and so ever since 2019 man we just been bruh, like we've been we've been we do uh we share all the dark stuff the deep stuff we have a bible study together we share our frustration with women together and so and we create a safe place where if I'm, if, let's say I, I don't have a girlfriend right now. Say I got a girlfriend and she pissing me off. I can call Ken and I can say all the words I want to say. I can use yeah. them all, the, all the hard ones. Yeah. The e Yeah. The, all of them. <laughs> I use all of them if I want to. And he go, and he just listen. And then once I get it out, I don't put it on him. It's like I'm dropping it on the floor and we just look at it. And then I'm done. You done? All right. Got it out. Versus something that I discovered when I was living in Phoenix, Arizona. Man, what Marty, you know, we were talking about spiritual stuff. Like, man, like, like there's there's dark evil energy out here and on this planet that wants to keep us isolated from one another. It wants to keep you inside yourself. And it wants to make you feel like you are alone. But then you got God over here who's saying, you're not alone. You got yeah. brothers, you got me, you got community. I've I created you to live in community. That's when we get our best, when we we're in community. And a lot of times what keeps us from being in community is like, oh, I can't share with Marty this thing I'm dealing with because he's going to judge me. Yeah. He's going to look at me funny. Or he's not going to understand. So I got to keep it to myself. And the more I keep it into myself, it's like, like it's like man, somebody die and then you find out they, they was living this crazy lifestyle that yeah. nobody knew about. You'd be like, dang, he was in he was in all of that. I didn't know it was getting down like that. Because maybe at some point he felt like, Oh, I can't share this with nobody. Or, oh, what did it what what would they think of me? I'm the this in my community. I'm the face of this, or I have this reputation and oh no, I can't let people know that I got a secret addiction, that I'm into this weird thing and and I feel like I'm trapped. I want to get out, but I can't. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm getting out. I'm I'm sorry, mama. I never meant to hurt you. <laughs> I never meant to make you cry, but tonight I'm cleaning out my closet. So it's like every time. Get it out. I'm yeah. Dealing with it.
2: So yeah. I, I know, I know there was a time even in my marriage mm-hmm. where I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And it's like, I didn't feel like I could share it with the person I needed to, which was my wife. And I wound up going to a counselor. I just felt like I I need to get this out. I need to kind of process it. And I wound up going to a a therapist. And Mm -hmm. it actually was, it was, it was helpful. It was helpful. I think that there's a stigmatism, especially in the black community, we're mm-hmm. going to a therapist. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times we do the Jesus will fix it. You know, <laughs> after a while. You after know, after a while. After a while. How long yeah. is after a while? Yeah, yeah, whenever God says, but it's gonna be right on time. Oh, So come on <laughs> hey, hey, you're preaching to him, Michael. Let me see. But but we wind up, we wind up having the stigmatism in the black community about going to a therapist. Yeah, especially men. Mm. especially men and i think we need it everything that you said that you deal with or that you the way you handled it sounded very therapeutic and it was healthy yeah we wind up dealing with it therapeutically but it's unhealthy whether it's smoking Mm -hmm, drinking drinking, drugs drugs, sex, sex pornography pornography it's a lot of things that we wind up dealing with it in unhealthy ways. But if we had the outlet and had those safe places, then I think we would not only cultivate a healthier relationship with one another as men, but I also think that it'll help us help our mental health Mm -hmm. as well. So I, I think that we really need to look at being able to have those safe places those safe spaces and continue to cultivate those relationships with other men without us having to feel that we can't be vulnerable with one another. Yeah, for sure. So I got, I got a question for both of y'all
1: because y'all married. And so you guys have spouses, y'all have better halves. You have helpmates. or real religious people say help meets. I don't even know what that means when you say help meet. I'm with you. Uh, I, know the help made yeah, I, know I know what, what helpmate is. Yeah, I don't know what help
2: helpmate is. Pause. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so when you guys are like, maybe you're dealing with some things, and it ain't even always got to be that deep. But, uh, or or maybe that maybe it is. Like, do y'all give these things like to your wives, or like do you like a uh, yeah? Do you share those things with your wives? Do you put it on them?
0: How do y'all? Marty, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, I my view of like being in a marriage, you know, I feel like you know if she's my partner, my helpmate, you know, like what how you how we call it, you mm-hmm. know, if I can't share my heart with her or what's on my heart, then how, like, what are we doing together, you know? Like what is it? What is it that we actually have? You mm-hmm. know, like so. Yes, um, I do. Like now, if if your spouse ain't isn't equipped to to handle like some of your stuff that you're trying to deliver, yeah, I would say, yeah, go somewhere else. But yes, I um, I definitely like bounce ideas, bounce my feelings off of my off of Stephanie. You know, Stephanie, she um, like. She's my best friend, you know. Oh, I can I confide in her
1: because you're my best friend, <laughs> you I know, you for real. And she,
0: some stuff I, hey, she she checked me on some stuff too. Yep. Some stuff that I didn't share, I guess, quick enough. <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. she had to, you know that she found on her own, and she checked me on some stuff, and you know, and we um, and we worked through it together though. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked through things together. You know, so and I think that that's what a <clears throat> A real spouse or a real marriage relationship thing—that's what it should be. Now, I'm not dismissing anybody that goes to counselors because mm-hmm. I do—I do think that they're um, they're helpful too. Like, actually, I mean, being honest, um, a few months ago, I was actually considering that because yeah. I felt like I was at a low place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a, you know, like the weight of life. Yeah, you know, yeah. was kind of like on me, and yeah. um, it was heavy. Mm-hmm. It was real heavy, and I I expressed that to her. Mm-hmm. And um and I told her like I don't know maybe I might be dealing with a little bit of depression or something I don't know mm-hmm. and <clears throat> maybe going through going to a therapist may work some of the stuff out yeah so but I haven't made that move yet mm-hmm. um I've actually felt better Banner. since then yeah you yeah. know so I didn't but I mean I, I know it's still probably there so I still probably do need to go and talk to somebody but you know
2: and it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to be anything where it's you know, I've been going to a therapist for the last eight months. It, mm-hmm. it could be one session. Mm-hmm. It could be two sessions, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with me, I don't always share everything with my wife. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, re- it's twofold of a reason. Sometimes it is just because it takes me a second. I just need to process what it is mm-hmm. that I'm feeling. Yeah. I need to process what is going on. Because sometimes I'll feel something's something Something's wrong, but I can't put my finger on what exactly it is yeah. or why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. So I don't necessarily take it to her initially because I'm trying to process that. And then there's also times where I don't take it to her because my wife is very good at she's she's a logical person. Mm-hmm. She's an analytical person. And she gives really sound advice she really does but sometimes i don't want advice mm-hmm. sometimes i I just i just need to get it out sometimes yeah. i just want to talk and sometimes i just want to vent right and i just need you to acknowledge hey i hear you yeah not well why don't you try this or maybe next time you should do this and I, no i don't i don't want that i just i just i just need to be heard and so because of that sometimes um yeah, sometimes I I just I don't always share. Yeah, and it's not fair because sometimes I think that I don't give her the opportunity to just listen. Mm, okay, I, you know, because I assume that she's going to take it. Try to solve your try problem. to solve the problem. I don't want mm-hmm. my problem solved. I just I just want <clears throat> to I, I just need somebody to listen to me and to hear me. Mm-hmm. I just want to be heard. Um, I just want to be understood. And that's that. Yeah. So I think sometimes I probably could do a better job in expressing that to my wife, but I also could probably do a better job of opening up to my friends as well, Mm. where we're not just talking about surface things. You know, it's easy to talk about sports. that's 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 a unifying thing. I don't care. You meet a dude. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> off the street. Yeah. And I see him wearing a 49ers uh 49ers hat. Oh man, please. I just, I just made a new friend. We'll easy. have we'll have an hour of conversation.
1: The dude at the bank today, man, I'm asking him how he doing, how's his day going? Oh man, going great. You seen the Olympics? <laughs> you don't deposit my check. <laughs> but yeah, you may not. Nah, you super, like we could easily, am I right, Marty, turn this podcast into a sports podcast? Yeah, real quick, real yeah. quick, real yeah. like, quick. Yeah,
0: preseason starting <laughs> up. <too>. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, for
1: real. Yeah, like and,
0: so, and twenty seven so more right. weeks of
2: football. Of oh, course.
0: Mm. Yeah. Hey, long, but though. um, Mike, I did want to comment on what you had just said. Uh, that um, like how your wife, she's like very, I guess, analytical, and she want to like give solutions and mm-hmm. and try to help you fix your – I think that's what um. A lot of women, like, especially, like, wives, I think that it's, like, naturally. I mean, because Step, she does the same thing. She does the exact same thing. Like, whatever I, I present to her, like, she automatically want to try to solve it. She want to try to help me solve it, like, uh, help me fix it. And I think those things that when you're just when you not really looking for that that fix, you just want to get it out. Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. your homeboys or, you know, I guess that's when that sharing thing comes in at and with your, um, with your brother or, mm-hmm. you know, your your partner,
2: yeah. you know. And I, I think also sometimes because it's like I don't really want your advice. I just I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes she also takes it as a oh, you don't want it. You don't ever want to listen to me or you don't want to take my advice or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Or even if I say, you know, mm-hmm. after I get it out and I process it, maybe I think I should handle it one way, mm-hmm. you know, which is contrary to what she may have said. She'll take offense as if like, oh, my advice wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. and that's not it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't that what you said was wrong, <laughs> but you know, I decided to do something different. And sometimes it's just like, all right, I don't really want to have that battle. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to have that battle. So therefore, I'd rather just not say anything at all. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about, man. So I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Now, um, just getting back to the podcast real quick. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was really um, captivating was the adjectives that they said when you look at adjectives for men versus masculinity adject- for masculinity yeah. versus adjectives for femininity yeah and when he looked up adjectives <laughs> for masculinity it was you know analytical and you know um what was it like uh, loyal or loyal, um, uh, uh, strong, strong. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: determined. Determined. And, didn't question authority. Done qu- yes. Yeah. Stuff like that.
2: And they were like, these sound like perfect adjectives for like a soldier or if I were building <laughs> oh, a robot, right? These are perfect adjectives. But then when you think about adjectives for women, yeah, compassionate. Yeah. Intuitive, right? Sensitive. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I, it just was like, whoa, all of the adjectives that they gave for women are adjectives that would make somebody human. (laughs) Yeah. The adjectives they give for men is like a soldier or a robot or, you know, (laughs) just do what you're told, you know. Right. But when they gave the adjectives for women, compassionate, sensitive, you know, those are things that make you human, right? <laughs> it's hey, like, hey. why is that? Why is that a negative thing for guys to be, pa- you know, passionate or compassionate right. or sensitive or whatever it may right. be?
0: Hey, but think of it like this. So those two things are joined together. Man, that's the perfect man. That's a powerful couple. How well not healthy.
2: even a couple, but if I have
1: those things, even within myself, that's that's my thing. Like, why am I not all those things? Why can't I be
2: all of those things
1: at the same time? Like, I don't know. I I am all those things. Society is trying to tell me I'm not. I am, or I that I shouldn't be. I shouldn't
0: be that. those things. I don't think I beg to differ. I don't not, think society is actually trying to tell you to do that. I mean, a, not okay. more today than any. any I'm talking but, about. If we were in the nineteen I'm talking about growing up, I'm talking about growing up, boys don't cry,
1: boys don't express them feelings, boys don't they boys And
0: boys are crying more than ever now. I said when
1: we was kids, 'cause <laughs> I can't I can't
0: speak for these little kids. With
1: yeah. the reason why these little kids cry more than ever, because our generation was told not to cry. Now we just letting these little kids do whatever because for for so long we was told not to be a certain way. Like every generation does that. Like, uh, 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 the generation before us. Okay. Uh, they, their parents were so strict on them. So here comes our generation. Well, let's give our kids a little more freedom. Let's give them some more options. This then, the third, but we still have some limitations, but then the limitations that we had, Oh, my, my daddy wasn't this. So my mama didn't, she was this, but she wasn't that. And so now it's was like, okay, well I'm not going to treat. We got spankings. Like, our generation got spankings. Now, a lot of these kids, they don't get disciplined because all our generation said was, I ain't going to spank my kids. I ain't going to beat my kids. I ain't going to whoop my kids. And what it really means is I'm not going to discipline my child because I don't know how to discipline them without being
2: physical with them. I was about to say, because I can discipline my child without laying a hand on my child also. No, no, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not saying that, you know, yeah, but anyway. But no, my, but my point is, is like, it, like it's every generation
1: says whatever bad thing happened to me, I'm not gonna do it to my child. And so, you Marty said, oh, a lot, all these kids crying all the time now. It's like yeah, and and now what ends up happening is we're telling, them, oh, it's okay to cry, and it is okay to cry. But I think along with. Along with being able to cry, along with being able to, if she a girl, to be able to play sports or to play with other, with play with little boys. You gotta, you gotta uh, teach them discipline, self control, wisdom. You gotta teach them all of those things. Um, uh, how to be loving, how to be kind. Like whether they male or female, I think you, we gotta teach children how to be those things because I can only speak for the generation that I was in. We weren't taught those things all the time. We was taught how to. Uh, uh, do what we had to do to get along. Uh, we was we was told that we were supposed to just listen and obey. We was told that like my generation was the uh, like the generation that we, uh, so the millennials. Well, we all millenn- you millennial. No, you I'm not X man. You I'm X know. all day. You a millennial, Marty? Just I'm, not, I'm X. Yes, you are. I missed it by a day. A day? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> really? For real? Yeah, for real. Uh, Are you serious? I was born in
0: 80. Ah, oh, dang. So I'm
1: Generation X. Oh, okay. I
0: only have like one, like one day. <laughs> like I was born on the 30th of December. Wow. So two days.
1: Two days. Yeah, dang. Ah, yeah. yeah. oh, that might
0: explain a lot. Yeah, two that days.
1: Yeah, I would have been a millennial. Okay, so the millennials were that generation of we went to college because the generation Before us you ain't Not really, well, hey, whatever The generation before us they Went to college and oh education Nobody can ever take that from you You gotta go get your education Then here we come along They're telling us we gotta go to school To get the good job I mean get the good education so we can get the good job And then we went to school We got the education But when we came out there was no job And then we was like you Blanketed blanks told us (laughs) that it was going to be a good job out here. Now, I got three masters and I work at the quickie mart. They explained that one to me, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, yo, yo, this girl got this, she got that, but she, why she working here because she's a millennial and wasn't none of them good jobs that, that the generation before us told us was waiting for us on the other side of the Jordan River. It wasn't there, yeah. And so, it's like. So I'm I'm saying all that to say cause, uh, back to Marty's point about all the kids crying and everything now. But it's like, I, I just feel like as long as we teach the kids how to control it, even as even the adults, if we learn how to can. I don't think there's anything wrong with being sensitive and in, in terms of being aware, like being when I hear being sensitive, I think this person is struggling with something. Let me be. Let me be aware, or conscious enough that it's not just me that's in the world. Let me be aware that okay, this person is in need. How can I best serve them? Is it me by listening? Is it me offering a helping hand? I'm being sensitive to this other human being right here. And so, with those things that the that Google said makes uh, 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 that are feminine traits, and that it said are masculine traits. I think if you have those things in you. Like you said, Mike, that makes you a human being, yeah. and because everybody ain't gonna get married, so every mm. man, every man not gonna get married, so his there's no need for him to walk around planet Earth like a robot. You know, if yeah. if he only got the masculine traits, yeah. because he cause he never meets a
2: woman that's gonna help him balance himself out. I, I I agree, and two things: the one thing that you said about you know somebody being sensitive, and you know finding out sometimes you don't know what that person is dealing with or what they're struggling with. And maybe something that was said or done triggered something. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what they're dealing with. So, you know, just understanding why it is that they're reacting the way they are or what it is that they need or how can I better help you. Right. But um, the other thing is I kind of find it ironic sometimes that women want, you know, these masculine men, which to (laughs) me is, it, it's it doesn't make sense because if I'm a man then there's masculinity there. Right. Now, with that said, there's a lot of times that women are like, oh, you know, I need a man, you know, who who's gonna be this and that and and no. then you're in that relationship with them and then it's why don't he say he love me? Right. Why don't he show me? Why didn't right. he well because that's not the guy that you that's not that's it's the guy that you have. That's the guy that you said you wanted. Mm-hmm. But honestly, because he may not be in touch with those feelings right. and because he's not sensitive, because you think right. that's weak. Right. Now you, you realize, Hey, I need that. I need mm-hmm. to, I need somebody who's in touch, who can be sensitive to my feelings as well as understand their own feelings. Right. And be able to talk to me in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think that we, we, as men we we definitely need to make sure that we understand that being un, being sensitive to your feelings, being sensitive to what it is that you're dealing with and being able to express that is not a sign of weakness, it's actually a sign of strength. It really is. And because it takes courage mm-hmm. to be able to speak your truth, it takes courage to be able to be vulnerable and it takes courage to trust other people with whatever it is that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. and to share. It doesn't mean that you have to share with everybody. It doesn't mean that you can share with everybody. There are some things that you can't share with everybody, but there are some people that you should be able to turn to Mm -hmm. and be able to have that raw emotion without being judged or feeling that you're in a safe place. Right, right. So,
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree.
2: Yeah, having the same place
0: is very
1: important. Yeah, for sure. Very important, man. You know, right before we get out of here, uh, Marty, uh, I remember, um, I I was at a Bible study the other day, um, uh, and uh, I I was telling the pastor and the other members that were there. Is like, I said, like, uh, for me, like a lot of times, like, I wanted to because for you know for those that are uh uh of us that are, are christian or follow uh 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 jesus like it it actually gives us like a, in like i think like matthew or mark it gives us like a a way to like handle stuff like this and you know it you know jesus is like all about creating a community uh called a church so you can have a place to uh uh bear one another's burdens or give each other room to make mistakes and things of that nature. And I used to tell him, I was like, man, I mean, I told him uh, Wednesday, I was like, I was it's stuff I wanted to share with people in the church, but I was like, but I noticed how y'all do other people, mm. how y'all, wow, yeah, y'all, you know, y'all tear people down, mm. y'all, you, you, you know, we don't tend to be as loving, as kind, as open and forgiving, you know, not unless you're a celebrity mm. and you drop a fire gospel album or song, then you get All's some great forgiven, grace. right, All's right. Forgiven. What? Anyway, you know, and so I was like, man, we got to, like, if we was just doing half of what Jesus said to, man, Christians would, Christians could be those safe places for a lot of people, believers and non-believers alike, you know, whether I believe in your God or not, I know I can come to you and drop this on your plate, I'll drop this in front of you, and you're not going to judge me. You're going to deal gonna, with it in a godly manner. Right, you're just going to love on me, you're going to treat me like a human being. You know whether yeah. I'm right or wrong, you're gonna treat me like a human being, and I can feel
0: that your love, um, is there, and, and that is genuine, and that's know? the key word right there, man. Love, yeah. that's what it all boils down to. I yeah. mean, if you're able to love somebody, mm-hmm. you're covering all of those bases, yeah, all of those bases. Love like that compassion, sense. that yeah, that compassion, that understanding, that yeah. you know, that patience, everything, mm-hmm. man. It covers all of that, man, for real. So it's like. You know, if we can actually, and if it can come down to that, and it, and the word love has nothing to do with your emotions. Yeah, it has nothing to do with your emotions. It's an action. It's an action. It's an action, and it's it's about having just acknowledging and and having respect for one another. Yeah, you know, just acknowledging that. All right, well, I'm sharing life with this other person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're sharing, sharing this planet or this space with this other person. Yeah. You know, and they dealing with life just like you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those struggles and stuff that you holding on the inside that you don't even want to talk about, mm-hmm. that you don't feel safe about talking about, they got them too. Yeah. Yeah. They got them too. So just giving him space mm-hmm. to even deal with it or express it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's all, I think, that's all what he, that, yeah. that word really asks you to do is like giving, <laughs> allowing that space, allowing yeah. Yeah. For his life to happen, just like your life is happening, too, right? Right, you know, and 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 like Mike said, like if
1: we're open and we're living in the light with one another, and we're living in freedom and in love and and humor, I think that's going to just strengthen relationships. Whether or not we, mm. you know, there's some things we're going to agree on, some things we're going to disagree on, but there's there's space for all of us here, mm-hmm. and yeah. and 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 we will, I. I encourage everybody to, that's listening is to you know, find somebody to, uh, to be a safe place for and find some safe places that you can go to. Right. Yeah.
2: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for sharing. And um, for any men that are out there, we encourage you again, find that safe place. Make sure that you have somebody that you can confide in, somebody that you can talk to about your feelings. Your, and and be being authentic, be your authentic self um, for women who are out there who have any men in their lives. Make sure that you're a safe place for them and encourage them to share their feelings and encourage them to just, again, confide. So, ladies and gentlemen, we thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast. We hope that we were able to touch somebody out there. And with that said, y'all take care. Love y'all. Peace, Peace. hey, 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 hey!
0: Hey, I want to add something though, yo. If he don't, if your man says that he don't have anything to share, Uh oh, and he's watching the game, uh huh, just let him watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, folks. That is it. it. That's a wrap. Uh, (laughs) Peace, peace.